Sunday, December 7, 1941, exactly 80 years ago, an event occurred that was to change the direction of the entire world. Two waves of Japanese fighters and bombers attacked Pearl Harbor, which had become the major American naval base in the Pacific Ocean. The goal of that attack was to cripple our naval fleet so badly that we would not be able to stop Japan's expansion through the Pacific Ocean to get the raw materials they needed to wage war in China. Many people don't know about that was the goal, whole goal of them. The goal of the architect, Admiral Isoroku Yamamoto, was to take out the aircraft carriers and the oil supplies that were brought into Pearl Harbor to keep those ships moving. Unfortunately, the man who took the task force forward, Admiral Degumo, was not a strong believer in naval air power and in fact believed that battleships would win the war. But he was put in charge of that fleet and they were not able to accomplish for two reasons what the goals of Admiral Yamamoto were. The first goal was the aircraft carriers on that Sunday were not at Pearl Harbor. They were out delivering airplanes to one island and out on patrol on the other. So the aircraft carriers that were to be in that a week earlier, they were in Pearl Harbor, were not to be caught. And the Japanese missed the oil facilities and the repair ships. So although all of the battleships were in fact seriously damaged or sunk, only one, the Arizona, was never brought up to be used again. The rest of them came back and actually fought through the war and had many, many, many sister ships join them. But this attack on us, we felt was unprovoked and unannounced. But the Japanese felt they had announced it via a message they had sent to their embassy to be delivered to the Secretary of State in Washington, D.C., one hour before the attack was to commence. But because it had to be translated by the, Japan the Japanese embassy, by hand, by only certain people, they were, were late. And in fact, the attack had occurred and they knew about it. So the Secretary knew what happened before the Japanese who delivered the ultimatum knew. Over 2,000 Americans died on that day in Hawaii. Shortly, many, many more were going to die throughout the world, Americans and all kinds of Europeans, as well as Japanese, Chinese, German, Russians. So many millions of people would die. And much of that route, in the Pacific area at least, was led to this because of this attack. And it was a mistake. The Admiral Yamamoto, in fact, said, all I fear we have done is awaken a sleeping bear and fill it with a terrible resolve. Because he had been a naval attaché in Washington, D.C. and knew what America was capable of doing. Many of the Jap Japanese in Germany, even, believed America was a very divided country. See, where we heard that kind of concept before. A divided country. There were many, many people in this country that did not want to go to war, including one of the biggest heroes of the time, Charles Lindbergh, who had flown the Spirit of St. Louis across the Atlantic Ocean, first transatlantic flight by one person. 
he was part of the anti-war movement. There was a huge anti-war movement within the country. However, this galvanized us. One of the interesting things, so almost all of American history, with the exception of the Civil War, was that when a crisis happens, we come together as a nation. Many people did not want the revolution, but as time when time happened, many people realized the necessity of having our own country. When World War I came along, a lot of people didn't think we should go to war, but yet when it felt we had to go to war, we were united. We were united. The Depression united this country. World War, the attack on us on Pearl, by Pearl Harbor, at Pearl Harbor, excuse me, by the Japanese, united this. Throughout the Cold War, we were pretty much a united country. When we went into Iraq, we were a united country. Where are we now? What happened, ladies and gentlemen, when we are attacked by something very visible, like a bomb, sinking our ships and killing our men, or attacked by an invisible creature, if you want, a virus, that killed more men, more Americans, than the entire Civil War, or more Americans than every other war but the Civil War put together. And we're approaching the time where those two are going to merge if things don't change. On this day, I know I'm being political again, but on this day, we need to look back and find out what we have in common with each other. We need to talk to each other. We need to love each other. We don't need to talk at. We do not have to spew the hatred that's being brought on social media and other places. We are still likely the greatest nation the world has ever produced. 80 years ago, so many men and women made the ultimate sacrifice to put their lives on hold to defend democracy. My father was one of them. My father was born on September 1st. He was 18 years old, September 1st, 1941. He faced the draft. Instead, he enlisted in the Army Air Corps. He went down to what was to become Lackland Air Force Base for training. He was finishing training when Pearl Harbor happened, and it wasn't too long before he was sent overseas and became part of the Army's island-hopping thing. He actually won a star for his actions there in saving a member of his platoon. It is amazing what people were willing to sacrifice and the thousands, the hundreds of thousands that were to die in our military. We became a country united. Let's look again for that spirit that unites us, not those things that divide us. We would find, and truly, that the bridge between us is so small, and we would be able to defeat this invader, this invader who came into our country and has taken nearly 800,000 lives infected over 50 million Americans. We, we must remember Pearl Harbor and what it meant. Franklin Delano Roosevelt, December 8th, addressing Congress, said December 7th, 1941 will be a day that lives in infamy. Infamy. Unless 
we preserve our democracy as a united country, we will have thrown away what those men fought and died for. God bless you. God protect you. Have a peaceful, wonderful Christmas. Bring your family together in any way you can. Bring your friends together. Talk to each other, not at each other. Filled be the peace and love that we look as we remember the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. God bless this country. God bless all of those frontline workers, all those people out there doing their things. God bless our troops and protect our troops wherever they are. Bye.